Salvage Kings now into its second season on history. I love all of these shows that show people doing really cool jobs, really interesting out-of-the-ordinary things, and this fits the bill to a T. It follows the day-to-day business of Priestly Demolition, which is a Canadian demolition company that goes into jobs that are anything but day-to-day. They're very out-of-the-ordinary. The show follows the team as they head out to take down the old buildings, which is pretty awesome, too big machines, all kinds of things being smashed and crashed. But it's what happens before the wrecking ball swings that is really, really cool. Now, joining us now to tell us all about it, we have Ted Finch, who is head of Salvage, and Justin Fortan, who's a foreman with Priestley. Guys, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for having us. Quite the intro. I feel special. Yeah. (laughs) Like we're really... It is so neat. It is so neat what you guys get up to. It's really kind of cool. Um, let's just give our listeners the breakdown now. The TV show, it's um, it's it's kind of new into its second season now, but Priestley isn't. And you've both been at this business for a while. Ted, this has sort of been something you've done in one way or another for a very, very long time. Yeah, I've been doing it over 30 years, looking for stuff. <laughs> I'm big into history, big into salvaging stuff, keeping stuff out of the landfill. So the natural fit, the, the founder of Priestly Demolition is a good friend of mine. So he brought me on board to help out with with this. With making money. With making me money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Justin, just tell us, how, how does it work in terms of you guys get the call and you're going to demo the building? Um how is it all framed in terms of, okay, but we're going to go pick through it first? Is that something you guys just started doing, or is that part of the job? No, I, I think as a foreman before the show, I've always called Ted. Um, even before Ted, we'd save what we could. But when Ted came on board, and this is a long time ago, I'd give him a call and say, hey, I'm wrecking this cool barn. you got to get here. Ted would show up and say, save this, save this. We'll put this in my truck. We'll take it right back. I have a buyer for this. And and it just it just I don't know it just formed the relationship formed um, between myself and Ted and and other foremen as well because some guys really want to say things. Yeah, it's part of the company philosophy. The founder of the company fifty years ago started doing that, just saving what you could, yep. recycling things, and it, it's just our whole our whole company philosophy is reduce, reuse, recycle. So. We reduce the garbage, we reuse what we can, we recycle and salvage and solve what we can. Yeah. So you guys get into some pretty cool, and in some cases, pretty dangerous and scary situations. Um, does this happen on every job, or are there some jobs where you just go just go knock that building down? Or is, are you guys going through every building beforehand looking for stuff? Almost every building. Some buildings, they'll call me and, and just send videos or pictures, and I'll tell them to save Sometimes it is a complete empty 30-year-old concrete building. There's not much yeah. there, but the electrical systems are usually good and the mechanical, the heating, cooling system, so we'll save those, and and they just carry on. It, it, you know, but danger is not a great word. It's it's We don't go in if it's too bad. Like, um, we got to be safe, and yeah. we got to respect the laws and the rules. Yeah. It, it looks, I mean, there's pretty bad buildings that we go into. Not necessarily structurally bad, but, the, I mean, you, you, you have a building that's abandoned for 15, 20 years. Wildlife moves in there, and, and it's quite the scene. 
Well, we also have the feel and the knowledge that we don't put ourselves in harm's way, and I just wanted to make sure you... Yeah, you for sure, yeah. Yeah, you guys are pros. You, you, you're the best at what you do. So, Ted, I'm wondering, though, for a guy like you, um, who's been you know involved in this kind of field in one way or another for a long time, and is really a history buff, do you get all charged up sometimes when you get a location, come across the desk, and it's like, oh, man, this is going to be just awesome? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the way there. Yeah, and you got to hold them back sometimes, because sometimes you need to prop up the building or make space. And you got to hold them with one hand, and you got to make it safe with the other, you know? My mind's going a mile a minute when I get the right building. What? Uh, you just see pictures, you know, and you get excited. What? Uh, let's just go through this, uh, the, the nuts and bolts of it. What's the craziest job you guys have ever found yourselves on? Crazy and how so? Like, like just abandoned hospital sort of. Yeah, yeah. The, the spooky. Yeah. Like I've watched it, and there's some spooky, creepy stuff that I wouldn't do just because I'm a chicken. You know, crawling into crawl spaces and abandoned. It's just it can be scary, eerie. You wait. It gets crazier and spookier. <laughs> there are definitely jobs that uh, I remember in the past that uh, affected me for life and. You know, Dawn Jail and uh, Women's College Hospital, where I felt something touch my back and nothing was there. You go to, you get into an abandoned hospital that's a 120, 130 year old hospital. It's been abandoned for 20 years. It's pretty, pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The gallows in Dawn Jail, always. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they're, they're the creepiest ones. Actually, hospitals are the worst. My hands are standing on my arm. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Just thinking back to it, what about things you found? What's the most exciting thing that you've pulled out of one of these sites? Well, this year we found a morgue and an autopsy table, which was pretty cool. Oh. That was like to say 100000 cash, but it's not true. But <laughs> it made you think it was true until I said it wasn't true. But I, I, you see, I like, my mind goes a mile a minute. I like everything. But a creepy, scary thing this year was a morgue and autopsy table we saved. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's creepy and scary, but you've also found some really neat, historic, and valuable stuff. Oh, yeah, big time. And a lot of times it's not high monetary value, it's just historically important, significant items that that are, you know, important to, a lot of times, to a community. So we donate them back, you know, we we help communities with with their salvaging. A lot of times they'll contact us and it's, they just ask us to help them to save certain things. Yeah, but things seen- like the hospital, we had to do it for money. Like we, it's a business. We had to save it to sell it to put the money towards the job. Yeah, so it might not be great, but we have to do it. You know. Yeah, but Ted, I've seen you on the show do things like say, "Hey, you know what? This isn't worth anything, but save it because it's worth something to somebody because it's really, really cool." So you have a genuine link to the history of some of these articles. Even if it's not worth any money, you recognize that this is historically significant. It's neat. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I you know, I don't want I want to keep stuff out of the landfill. Again, like we find personal items a lot of times that are not worth anything to sell to anyone else, but I'll try and track down the original owner or family member and, and give them back to them. Just just because I would appreciate if somebody did that for me. Mm-hmm. Good karma. You know, you, you just, you know, you, let's say you live somewhere for years and you moved away and then you think, oh, whatever happened to the whatever it was? And somebody showed up and said, here, I found this for you. I, I just think that's cool. 
Yeah, absolutely. It is. It is so cool, Justin. You know, it looks like something you watch these shows, and the first thing you know, I'm going to go be a, a moonshiner or or a gold miner or a salvage king. Uh, everybody thinks, boy, that's so cool. I want to do that. I don't think everybody's cut out to do what you guys do, right? Are there certain personality traits and skills that a person has to have before they can sort of get on with uh, priestly demolition? I think oh, the construction business in general, a lot of people are not looking that way. It's uh, hard work, it's long hours, it's skilled trades, and kids don't like to work sometimes, and millennials, and, you know, like everyone's on their computers and whatnot, and I think uh, it's a real shortage of people that really want to turn wrenches and get into machines. Like, I, I really don't know in the next 20 years um, how bad it's going to be, but listen, there's money there, and there's jobs there, and I think that's how we fell into this, or I fell into this, like, being a mediocre student and not knowing what I wanted to do and then kind of finding a passion in something that I had no clue about gave me direction, you know? Mm -hmm. It is very physically demanding. A lot of people, I mean, it's hard on you. It's hard on the body. And hours, yeah. Yeah, the hours. and But you have to have a passion for it. So if you have a passion for it, it makes things a lot easier, right, with any job. Uh, you know, Ted, you've sort of spun this into another business, right? I mean, some of the things that you find, you've turned into, well, I guess you've had it for a while, right? You, you, you're in the purpose of, as you said, the three R's, and this fits in well with that. Oh, exactly, yeah, because I like restoring stuff. You know, sometimes you just do a quick little refurb on something, and some, some items I'll look at and think, this needs a full restoration, bring it back to its original beauty. Or some don't touch at all because the next owner will, will yeah. see it in a different light, like yeah. the jukebox. Yeah, you know, it's, and 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 I like the repurpose things. A lot of people actually now that are getting into repurposing things and wanting to be a bit different because you know everybody has the same phone, the same furniture, so one piece or something is a lot of bit of uniqueness to you. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and it's fun to watch. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for your time, and I hope you do really like it. I do. Yeah. I love yeah. it, yeah. Keep watching us. I will. I will. I'm there. Channel. <laughs> All right. Good. Good. Thank thanks, you guys. very much. Appreciate it. That is uh, Ted Finch who is uh, the head of salvage at Priestly Demolition, and Justin Fortan, who is the foreman, at um, Priestly Demolition. And as uh, as we said, it's into the second season of the show now, Salvage Kings, which airs Monday at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, so 8 o'clock here in Alberta on History.